my brothers and sisters. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. My brothers, I want you to know that we've been teaching on some heavy stuff, and sometimes it's going to be hard to understand, and 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 and, and you may not comprehend it at the in the offset. But just let the Spirit of God lead you in the direction He's He's taking us in, because the fact of the matter, if you're trying to reason and figure out what we have been teaching and talking about, and what God has been speaking to the church, you'll never get this message, because this is what happened to some of the disciples when Christ was teaching in His days. Being alienated from the life of God means you have not so learned Christ. Did you know that you can have a relationship with Jesus and not know Christ and God? This is where the zeal of God come in at, but they can't get the knowledge of God because they have not so learned Christ. My brothers and sisters, I want you to know that you don't ever want to be alienated from the life of God. Let me make this clear again. You can be saved through the through your confession and your belief that God raised the Lord Jesus from the dead and still be alienated from the life of God. The reason for this is because most Christians and believers have not put on the new man and the new woman that God created according to, according to his likeness. Amen? Let's read in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. You know, in the other episodes and in the other podcasts, we've been we really went down and we really discussed Ephesians chapter 20, or Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, 21, 22, and 23. So we are now in the fifth episode right now, and God is leading us in a place where He wants us to understand that we got to put on something that is created after God in order to have what God gave us as His testimony. Amen. Let's continue in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. And that you put on the new man and the, the new woman, which was created after God in true righteousness and true holiness. I want to title this, or I want to tag this today. Put on the new man and the new woman of God. Put on the new man and the new woman of God. We have already uh, discussed in the first few episodes, God created man as a male and a female, the testimony of God. God commanded Christ to teach in the first oracles of God. But today I want to teach on, put on the new man and the new woman of God. Because this is heavy to me, my brothers and sisters, because a lot of times we may think we have something on and not even know that we are undressed. Because the fact of the matter, we are thinking we have something of God, but if it has not been explained rightly through the word of truth and rightly dividing the word so that we can get a comprehension and an understanding of the word, you can say all you want. That you are filled with the spirit, with the spirit of God. You can be, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost all in your toenail. But my brothers, if you don't put on the new man or the new woman that is created after God, hey, you may find yourself naked, just like Adam and Eve did. My brother, before we get into the new man and the new woman of God. Uh, let's talk about, let's, let's see what causes us to be alienated, amen, from the life of God. Look what the scripture teaches us about those who oppose the teaching of Christ. 
This is one of the major reasons why we're alienated from the life of God. This is what the scripture describes to us as the Antichrist. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 and 19 says, Little children, it is the last hour, and as I have heard that the Antichrist, as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and even now many Antichrist has come. But which we know that is in the which we know that we are in the last hours. So in verse first John chapter 18, they knew that the Antichrist was here. So here in verse 19 it says, they went out from among us. Huh? They were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifested that none of them were of us. So this is a picture of the different denominations and all the different churches that we see spread throughout the nation. There's 45,000, there's 45,000 denominations globally. Hmm? So my brothers, can you imagine they went from among us because I want to, by the time I get to this place, you're going to understand why I get so excited about the teaching and the blessings of God and the teaching and the blessings of Christ through the teaching of Christ through God's blessings. I want you to understand that God is doing something so powerful in the earth, my brothers and sisters. We got to get away from this elementary doctrine. Last time I taught, I said that, uh, that we must must be taught again. They that are teaching must be taught again. The first principles of the oracles of God. And I explained what it was. So you need to go to the next, the, the last podcast, the oracles of God. I explained the oracles of God was found in Genesis when they, when they committed a sin and God clothed them. Huh? He clothed them unless they put their hands onto the tree of eternal life and eat again. And live forever. That is the first oracles of the the first principles of the oracles of God that he was mentioning, that he was talking about. But these guys was getting that same type of teaching from the same person who gave the instructions to Adam in the garden. See, we thought Adam was taught and was given instructions by God, but God was resting, so Christ actually gave Adam the instructions. So now he's on the scene again, and he's giving us instructions. But these individuals, the reason most church folks and Christian folks and believers are alienated from the life of God is because they have already not believed in the truth. And anytime you don't believe what Christ is saying, you are against him. And that means that you are affiliated with the Antichrist and not even knowing. But this verse is referring to that they have left us. Let me read that again in in uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For For had they been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifested, that none of them were of us. 
My brothers and sisters, let's go to John chapter 6, verse 59. Christ was teaching his disciples that he was the living bread and that came down from heaven, not as your fathers them ate manna and are dead, but he or she who eats this bread will live forever. You got to be kidding me. If Christ was teaching this here, why would he was continue to teach this here? So this is where they left him, and I'm going to show you where they left him at. This was the reaction for him from his disciples when he was teaching eternal life. Uh, as his father, who is God, commanded him to teach in John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50. Let's continue reading in John 6, 59, and it says, These things Christ was teaching in the synagogue in, Capon in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, they heard this. When they heard this teaching of Christ, they says, This is a hard saying. Who can understand? This is why Isaiah 28, 9, 28 verse 9 and 10 says, Whom will God get to teach knowledge? So Christ was teaching knowledge to the disciples that he had chose and to the disciples that was following him, and they couldn't handle it. He said, Who could understand this knowledge that God is teaching? In Isaiah 10, it says, Whom will God get to make? Huh? To understand the message. So Isaiah was prophesied. And Isaiah was speaking. This is what God is talking about. Because therefore. When the knowledge of God is being spoken. Or being taught. It's a lot of time. If you ain't, if it ain't being taught by the individual. Or from the a church affiliation. Or the religion background. That the individual is from. They normally won't pay attention. Or listen to you. Because they figure you don't know. What you are talking about. But my brothers and sisters. Don't be deceived. Hey, and let no one cheat you out of your reward. Because evil communication, evil company, huh? It keep it, it keeps and it and, and it and, 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 and it attracts bad habits. Evil company and evil communication, it attracts bad habits. So let's continue reading in John chapter 6, verse 16. Teaching of Christ. Teaching of Christ. They said, this is a hard saying who can understand it. Huh? So when Isaiah was speaking that, he was speaking of the knowledge. Who God can get to teach the knowledge. So Christ was teaching the knowledge of God, the bread of God, the bread of life. Whom will he get to make to understand the message of the bread and the message of eternal life? What I commanded my son to teach. Mm. He says, I tell you, my brothers and sisters, the disciples of Christ thought this type of teaching about living forever and not dying was too much for them. So their reply to one another was, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? Let me give you a sidebar real quick before I get too far where I'm going. When you are being taught about eternal life and living forever and not dying, you don't have to understand it at first. You just have to believe it. That's why Christ asked Martha in John chapter 11, verse 26. And he says, and those who are alive and remain and they believe in me. 
as the Christ, the son of the living God, shall never die. He says, do you believe thou this? He says, I'm asking you to believe something that you may not comprehend at the time, but as the spirit of him and the promise of our father reveals itself to you, you will come into the understanding because in, 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 in Proverbs, it teaches us that we should pray for understanding, pray for wisdom. So my brothers, he knew she didn't understand it at first. So my brothers and sisters, the first step to have an eternal life and not dying is believing you can. Mm. Let's continue reading in John chapter 6, verse 61. When Christ knew in himself that his disciples complained about his teaching on eternal life and living forever and not dying, he said to them, do this offend you? See, many Christians and believers, bishops and prophets and pastors and preachers and teachers get offended by this type of teaching because it goes against what they are teaching. Tomorrow is not promised. We all have to die. This is why they all get offended at this type of teaching. But Christ is our teacher. According to Matthew 23, 23 verse 8, there is one, only one teacher, and that is Christ. Brothers, I know you heard these scriptures over and over, but you have to hear him as a repetition because you got to practice what you believe in. So I'm just practicing what I believe in. So this is why all, all of them get offended from this type of teaching, because they have not so learned Christ. Now, not the man or the woman or the person who is teaching about Christ, they have to remember this, because this is very important to know. You have to know that Christ is your teacher. So let's continue reading. So now let's continue reading in John chapter 6, verse 62. And Christ says to them, What then if you see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit of God who gives eternal life. The flesh profits nothing. Christ said, the words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are the spirit of God, and they are the spirit of him, and they are eternal life. So the words that Christ is speaking and the words that Christ is teaching are the spirit of God. And the words that Christ is teaching and the words that Christ, Christ is speaking is eternal life. So he's teaching and speaking eternal life to his disciples he have chosen. But these are some, there are some of you who are, do, do not believe. For Christ knew from the beginning who they were who would not believe and who would, who would betray him. And then Christ said, I have said to you that no one come to me unless it has been granted to him or her by my father. Now, look what happened. See, you got to understand these type of teaching. See, I don't, I, I've been to a lot of ceremonies and a lot of churches, and I've been to a lot of events, you know what I mean, pastors' anniversaries and all types of conferences. And I've been, man, I've been, to, I used to go to church three, four, five times a day down there in Beulah Grove, Beulah Grove in Augusta, Georgia. 
Hmm? Beulah Grove Baptist Church. My brothers, let me tell you something. I went in the morning twice. I went in the evening with pastor. I came back and heard another message. My brothers, I was doing it, but I didn't know that God was taking me from out of a place to bring me into a place I would need to be taken from out of. Because the fact of the matter, I was only in the zeal, not according to the knowledge. And as I continue in ministry, and I was asking God to show me your glory, Father. Hey, give me the spirit of Enoch. Uh, he knew if I ever caught on to understand an eternal life, I'd be bold in my teaching and explaining it through the spirit of Christ. So let's see what he says in John 6, 65. That no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him or her by my father. So God got something to do with us understanding this word of eternal life. In verse 6, in John chapter 666. Now you got to understand 666 is the is 18. And 666 is found in Revelation, which is the number of man and the number of beasts. And the, the, matter, the, the fact of the matter is the man been treated as the beast because the beast actually became the man. When the man ate from what the beast gave them in the garden, the man became the beast. Not the body that was made without hands, that the breath of life that Christ breathed into them and they became a living soul. That did not become a beast. That has dominion over every creeping thing as the beasts and animals and every creeping thing that crawls and creepeth upon the earth because that's the body of God in the image of Christ and in the image of God that he made without hands on the the sixth day. So God wants you to realize uh, huh, that most people don't even understand to get a revelation from me. You have to go through my son. My son comes to me and asks me, who shall I grant this word of eternal life to? Father, I thank you in advance for granting me, for coming into the knowledge of the glory of God. That no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him or her by my father. Thank you, Father, for granting me. In Romans, in John 666, which is the number of the beast, the number of man. From that time, many of his disciples, ain't this a coincidence that John 666 teaches us that the disciples of Christ, Walk with him no more. The disciples of Christ, in whom Christ chosen himself, went back and walked with him no more. This is heavy because this is a picture of the Antichrist. If Antichrist means against, so his disciples he chose was against the teaching of eternal life and living forever and not dying. So in retrospect, and in John chapter 1, verse John chapter 2, verse 18 and 19, when scripture says the Antichrist is already here, this is the verse that they were, refer they were referring to. And the people who was the Antichrist or the people who was against Christ's teaching was his own disciples. Mm. So in essence and in retrospect, you can be accepted to, to the call of God and not chosen 
by Christ because you decided to reject his teaching on living forever and having eternal life and not dying. This is what you call the Antichrist. This is what you call against Christ. The teaching that he was commanded to teach in John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50. Come on. Christ said, and I knew I was commanded to teach everlasting life. Hey, glory. Come on. Tell you, glory. My God. When this, when the disciples walked off and went back to whosoever moved Baptist Church, when the disciples walked off and went back to whosoever moved Catholic Church, when the disciples walked off and went back to, to whosoever moved Jehovah Witness Church, when the disciples walked off and went back to whosoever moved Church of Christ, when the disciples walked off huh, and went back to whosoever ever moved non-denominational church when the disciples walked off and went back to whosoever to whosoever moved Buddhism and to Judaism church when the disciples went back and walked off with him hmm? and rejected him and rejected the teaching of Christ that God commanded him to teach which was living forever and not dying. This is a clear picture of the Antichrist, my brothers and sisters. Are you rejecting the teaching of Christ? Hmm? Because they who have rejected the teaching of Christ, these are they who went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with Christ's teaching. But yet, instead, they went out that they might be made manifested through another religion denominations, through another religion affiliation, such as the Church of Christ, Jehovah Witness, Southern Baptist, Roman Catholic, Buddhism, Judaism, and non-denominational church, Presbyterian church, all the other 45,000 denominations that are out there globally. Many of these churches have become a part of the anti or the, uh, the antichrist or against Christ's teaching. Every one of them, in one form or fashion, call themselves disciples of Jesus Christ, or they fall under some sort of Christianity group and believe they are true followers of God. Little that they know that they are so far off the mark. Mm. Because in John 14, 6, Christ said he is the way. So if your teaching is outside of the teaching of Christ, he says he is the truth. If your teaching is outside of the truth of Christ's teaching, he says he is the eternal life. If your teaching does not call for eternal life and the eternal glory of God to be manifested in the body that is made without hands, the eternal spirit of God. No woman and no man and no religion, no denomination or religion affiliation can come to the Father except by Christ. So regardless of your denomination or religions, religion affiliation, you are connected to, you must go through the teaching of Christ.
So it doesn't matter who you're connected to. My brothers and sisters, I was connected to a church. I was connected to several churches. Non-denominational churches, denominational churches. I was connected to them, and I'm telling you, I don't think nobody had a zeal as much as I did when I had that connection. Yeah, glory. So my brothers and sisters, I'm not throwing rocks and hiding hands. I'm just putting the truth of the Spirit of God out there. Because in 1 John chapter, chapter 4, verse 60, there is the spirit of error and the spirit of Christ. There is the spirit of error and the spirit of truth. There is the spirit of error and the spirit of God. There is the spirit of error. And the spirit of Christ. Because the fact of the matter, if you're in error, you're in antichrist. Yeah. But there's hope, my brothers. There's hope. Because in Matthew 23, 20, 23 verse 8 says, there's only one teacher who is the Christ. Let's continue reading in John 6, 6, 6. From that time, many of Christ's disciples went back and walked with them, no, walked with him no more, because of his teaching on eternal life and living forever and not dying. He was commanded to teach in John twelve forty nine and fifteen. And the reason I say this, and I'm gonna continue saying this, is I need you to go back and search the scriptures, and you think you might think you have eternal life. My brother, that's why I put these scriptures and verses out of here so you can get it. Huh? But look what happened in the next verse, in John chapter 6, verse 67. This is powerful and beyond comprehension what Christ do next after his disciples walked off and walked with him no more. The ones he chose, he had an alternative for them. Hmm? He gave them a choice to make. In John 6, verse 67, then Christ said to the 12 disciples, he chose, do you also want to go away with those who just walked off? Huh? They were my disciples. They said it was a hard sin. They, it was too hard to understand what all I wanted them to do was to believe. If you believe what you don't understand and you pray for wisdom and understanding, belief would manifest itself with understanding. Then Christ said to the 12, he chose, do you want to go away too? Come on. This is powerful and astonishing. This reveal the power of God. This reveal the promise of God. This reveal the testimony of God. Because God knows that many who hear the words of eternal life won't believe. But there are a group of people and a group, uh, a chosen generation of people who will believe in eternal life and live forever and not die. Are you one of those groups? Are you a part of that generation that God is calling to move from out of the elementary doctrine of the teaching that you're receiving? Remove yourself from milk huh? and remove yourself from the breast. As he said in Isaiah 28, who will he get to teach knowledge? Who will he get to get make understand the message? They that are weaned from off the milk and they that are weaned from off the breast. Hear a little 
and dare a little. He said, precept upon precept and line upon line. Is that you out there that is listening to this message that you want to know and go deeper into the spirit of God? Let me tell you what happened, my brothers and sisters. I want you to realize that God is so powerful that even in his teaching in John chapter 21, verse 21, Peter was saying to him, huh? He said to Christ, Christ was telling Peter about the death he was going to encounter. And so Peter asked the question to, to, uh, to Christ in John chapter 21. So watch what it says. Peter seeing him said, Christ, huh? He said, Master, but Lord, what about this man? So he was referring to John, his beloved one, the one that's laid on his bosom. Christ said to Peter, if I will that he remain till I come, what is it that to you, Joker? Come on. Christ said, what is it to you, Joker? Peter, if I want him to remain until I come, I need you to follow me. See, the reason that he got on Peter, because he says, Peter, you're going to discourage people for wanting to live forever and not die because I have already gave you your sentence to death. Hmm? But Peter was in a place where he was going to get up and fall asleep in Christ. So he was going to receive a portion of what those who don't die receive because those that are in Christ and remain. Hey, whoa, brother, I got to teach on that another day. But let me finish up. He says, what is it to you, Joker, that if I want John to remain? Brothers, don't you know that John still remains today? Let me finish that verse because in, in, in John chapter 21 verse 20, and then this saying went out among the brothers that this disciple would not die, yet Christ did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you, Joker? This is the disciples who test this is the disciple who testifies of these things, and we know that his testimony is true. So when we talk about 1 John chapter 5 and 11 and 12, the testimony of God, when we talk about 1 John chapter 2, huh, verse 25 and 26, he says, This is the promise that God promised us, which was eternal life. When we talk about 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, that you may know you have eternal life. He said, this is the one that I'm talking about remaining until I come again. But I want to correct you on something. I didn't say that he wouldn't die. I said that he would remain because the fact of the matter, let's make the clarification in Hebrews chapter, chapter 9, verse 27 and 28, it is appointed for man to die once and then the judgment and then the judgment. See, the judgment is knowing that you have died once and the judgment is knowing that you only die through the spirit of Jesus, but you only live through the spirit of Christ. That is the judgment. So you have to make the judgment between who you're going to choose today. You're going to choose to die in Jesus or you're going to choose to live in Christ. So in John, we went to Romans. I want Romans to go to John and I want John to go to Romans. So in Romans chapter 6 verse 1, he says the death, the barrier, and the resurrection because if you uh, participate in that, he says, you'll get up in the newness of life. So when he was saying, I did not say that he would not die. 
huh? Because it's appointed for all of us to die. Because we go through the death and the barrier and the resurrection through Christ, through Jesus. Because Jesus' body was used for death to take away the sin. But Christ came to rescue the body of Jesus. And my brothers and sisters, it is appointed to us to die. Hmm? So when you understand the process of being circumcised in the death of Christ and being circumcised with a body that is made without hands, you realize you died with Jesus and got up with Christ in the body of Jesus. I go. So when you know that you have the eternal glory and the eternal spirit of Christ in you, you know that you can please God because you are not in the flesh. My brothers, I don't want to get too far off course, but I just wanted to show you this disciple of John. That's why in the book of John is where we speak about, huh? He says, if you think you have, if you search the scriptures, you might think you have eternal life. In the book of John, chapter 11, he says that if you live and remain and are alive, he said you will never die if you believe. He says, do you believe thou this? That's the book of John. He says, I am the bread of life. My father is the bread of God. He said that if, if you eat of this bread that my father gave them, he said, if you eat of this bread, not like the man your fathers and them ate in the wilderness and are dead. He said, but if you eat of this bread, you shall live forever and not die. That's in the book of John. See, John taught in the book of Revelation. John taught in 1 John and 2 John. And John taught in the book of John. And John was the one. He says that in order for you to be baptized and born again, you got to be born of the spirit in the water. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I'm getting warmed up here, so you better watch out. So I want you to know that in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, and Hebrews chapter 11, chapter 9, verse 27 and 28, you got to get back into that because he even said at his coming in, in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, and at his coming, they that are alive. So if he's coming, it's going to have to be somebody that is alive for eternal salvation. Oh, brothers. But he talked about in John chapter 21, if it was, if it was his will that if John remained, he says, Peter, what is it to you, Joker? So my brothers and sisters, you have to come to a place where you're going to have to remove yourself from the people who don't believe in eternal life because they would stop you from believing what God gave you as a promise. Dear glory, I got to get out of that. He says, will you believe in eternal life and not die? And Christ looked at his 12 disciples. He personally chose himself. Do you want to go away to your old teaching from the religion or the church organization, your mother, your father, your grandfather, your grandmother raised you up in? Do you want to go back to that teaching? Huh? But look what the look what God, one of Christ's disciples says. You have to have permission of my Father, God, to grant you the permission as well to understand eternal life. We have to have the permission. God said, Christ said to his disciples, "You have my permission 
And my father's God grant you the permission as well. If you want to go back to your grandfather and grandmother in the church your mother attended, the church your grandmother in the church your father. If you want to go back to that religion and if they're not teaching the words of eternal life, you can go back all you want. I understand and I still love you because I'm God. So now, but look what the spokesman of the, of the disciples said to Christ in the next verse. Let's continue reading in John 6, 68. But Simon Peter answered on behalf of all the disciples and said to Christ, To whom will we go or where will we go? Huh? Where will we go to, Father? You have the words of eternal life. Come on. My brothers and sisters, are you getting this soon? This is heavy because Christ has the word, glory, of eternal life. So if you have not so learned Christ, you don't have the words of eternal life. So this statement that Peter says that you have the words of eternal life, this also solidifies what John 12, 49 and 50 says, what Christ commanded was commanded to teach on. By his father, who is God, which is everlasting life. Come on. And John 6, 69 says, and Peter also said to Christ, we have, to, we have come to believe. My brother, this is where I'm at. I saw this here when I was studying. I, we have come to believe and know. Hey, glory. So you can believe and not know, but and know this word know comes from out of knowledge and have the knowledge that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. When Christ, when Christians and believers and apostles and prophets and, ba and pastors and preachers and bishops and teachers come to the place where they believe and know that Christ has come to teach us. The promises of God when they know that Christ has come to teach us the testimony of God. That they may know that Christ has come to teach us the gift of God, which is God has given us eternal life through the Son of the living God. Gee, brother. Then, then and only then we will see the raising of the dead on a daily basis. The sick being healed and recovered, and the blind receive their sight, and the death rate will be reduced to a third of what we're experiencing in the earth today and in the society today. Come on. So I went through all that to get to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, and that you put on the new man and the new woman which was created according to God and true righteousness and true holiness. My brother, this is heavy because you cannot put on the new man or the new woman that is created according to God if you have not renewed the spirit of your mind in the way the scriptures teaches us to do so. My brothers and sisters, this verse in Ephesians 4.24 is taking us into another dimension in God. Especially after telling us to put on the new man and the new woman that was created after God in true righteousness or in true eternal life and true holiness or in the true spirit of God body. 
Mm. But proud to us putting on this new body that God created in his own image as a male and a female on the sixth day that was created and made with our hands. We have to renew the spirit of our mind first. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, it teaches us, For who has known the mind of the Lord, who has known the mind of God, that he or she may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We may not have what it takes to perceive or give God instructions since his love and kindness endure forever. He gave us the mind of Christ. Hold up. Isn't this the same person or the same son of God? He said in John 1, 5, 11, he says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son, Christ. This is the same person, God's son, Christ, they are speaking about in 1 Corinthians 2.16. We may not have what it takes to give God instructions, but he says that you have the mind of Christ. Hey, glory. We have the mind of Christ. So if we are going to have to renew to the spirit of our mind in order for you, in order for I to get the new man and the new woman that God created in his own image on the sixth day, how do we, re- how do we renew the spirit of our minds? Let's look at scriptures. This is imperative. We, uh, we use scriptures. Because this is how Christ got his true followers from his teaching. He also used scriptures. Remember in Luke 49, 45? Hmm? This is what he says. Christ was fulfilling the law of Moses and the law of the prophets and the Psalms concerning himself. So he used the scriptures in Genesis. He used the scriptures in Isaiah. He used the scriptures in Psalms. He used the scriptures throughout the Old Testament and point towards himself as the Son of God, where God gave us eternal life. Moses explained to us the prophecy of the oracles of God, which was the promises that God said, if you put your hand out because you have become like one of us, if you put your hand out to the tree of eternal life and eat, you shall live again and not die. He said through the law of Moses, hmm? the prophet Isaiah says, my father has no pleasure in the death. And Ezekiel, my father has no pleasure in the death, in the one who dies, says Ezekiel 18.32. He says, live, turn and live forever, because that's my glory. Deuteronomy 30, he says in 19, I have called heaven and earth unto your witness, as a witness to you. He says, he says, I have set before you life and death. I have set before you blessings and curse. He says, live and not die, because this is my purpose of calling you to this place, because I, ch- I say, choose eternal life. 
Why? Because I am your life, God says, and your length of days. Do you believe? Hey, down this, he says. Huh. The law of the prophets, the law of Moses, the law of Psalms, in Psalms 12, 28, he says, in the way of righteousness and glory, there is eternal life, and in the pathway, there is no death. Ah, come on now. My brothers and sisters, this is heavy because God is speaking to his people. He says that he's come, He's teaching us how to actually speak in a way that we might understand and open their understanding and that they might comprehend and that they might know the scriptures. So to understand and know the scriptures and to understand that the knowledge that God is teaching and the knowledge that God is sending through his messenger, he says that if you're going to understand the teaching and the knowledge of God and living forever and not die in the body that he created on the sixth day, in the body of himself as God and in the body of himself in the image of Christ and in the image of himself as God and put them two bodies in one body to make one body. Body, huh? So that we can operate from out of a body when we was created from the dust of the ground in Genesis 2, 7. So now, my brothers, God is speaking something into us. Instead, he's breathing the breath of life into us. We have to put on our habitation. If this earthly tent is dissolved in 2 Corinthians 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, he says, there is another building, there is another house built by God, made without hands. He says, I want you to understand, my brothers and sisters, this body that is built and made by without hands is found in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, that came from out of Genesis 1, 1. We'll get to that if we get a chance. So how do we renew the spirit of our minds? We do that by understanding and comprehending the scriptures. By line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Who will teach the knowledge? And whom will God get to understand the message? Those who just weaned from off of milk, just was drawn from the breath. Renewing the spirit of your mind comes through understanding and comprehending the knowledge of the glory of God through the message of Christ's teaching. Let's uh, look at the scriptures in Philippians. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you and in me, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Hold up just a minute. Let's deal with being in the form of God. In order to put all, in order to put this in perspective, we have to revisit Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, and that you put on the new man and the new woman which was created according to God in true, in true righteousness and true holiness. Come on. So in retrospect, if I put on the new man and the new woman that is created according to God, I am actually considered being in the form of God in true in the true righteousness or true eternal life and the true holiness or in the true spirit of God. This should also indicate I have the mind of Christ and I need to begin thinking you are equal. We need to begin thinking we are equal. The church needs to start 
thinking we are equal with God in Christ. Because God gave you and he gave me a body that was created and made without hands as a male and a female on the sixth day. In his own image, he made a man in his image and likeness. And this same man he made, he also made it in the image and the likeness of his son Christ. Then God used the image and the likeness of himself and the image and the likeness of Christ, his son and God, put these two images and these two likeness of himself and Christ into the body that was created. Oh, we got without hands from his eternal spirit as a male and a female in his own image on the sixth day. All this took place in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. How we know this to be true? Because scriptures tells us there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. 1 Corinthians 15, 40, it says, my brothers, there are there also are celestial bodies and there are also terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Both of these bodies was in the beginning, beginning with God when he created the heavens and the earth in Genesis 1, 1. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Oh, we finna get down with it. Now in Genesis 1.26, God made the natural body from the earth. He made the natural body from the earth he created in Genesis 1.1 before the earth was without form and void and darkness on the face of the deep. In Genesis 1.26, God made man in his image and in, the, and, in, and in his likeness, and he made the same, the same also in the image and the likeness of his son Christ from the natural body. He formed the earth. He created in Genesis. He formed this body from the earth, which is in Genesis 1.26. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. The let us is him in Christ. So now you got a body from the earth, which is the terrestrial body that God used from out of his creation. Oh, my brother. And this man he formed in his image and the image and his likeness as Christ's likeness. He gave them dominion. Over every creeping thing in the earth in Genesis 1.26. But then he gave dominion over, excuse me, let me start this and say this. But he gave them dominion over everything that was in Genesis. But in the next verse, in Genesis 1.27, when God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Remember in Genesis, the them in Genesis 1.26, that were where God formed and made the natural body from his image and likeness from Christ, and the image and likeness of him in Christ, this was the natural body. But here in Genesis 1.27 is where the spiritual body or the celestial body was created.
There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. In 1 Corinthians 15, 46, however, the spiritual body is not first, but the natural body and afterwards the spirit, the spiritual. Come on. Scriptures teaches us in 1 Corinthians 15.38, but God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. Now, let's deal with the spiritual body. God created man as a male in his own image on the sixth day. When you go back and you find out on the sixth day, God rested, but prior to him resting on the seventh day, he created two men. He created the first man in Genesis 1, 26. Huh? He created this man after his likeness, and he created this man in his image. He created Christ in his likeness, and he created Christ in his image. So therefore, you says, let us make man in our image. That is the image of God in the man from the terrestrial body. Okay, come on. So now, God created man as a man and female in his own image on the sixth day. So in Ephesians 4, God insisted that we put on the new man and the new woman that he created in his own image as a male and a female on the sixth day. My brothers, if you don't have this body that is made without hands that God created in his image, on his own image on the sixth day, you will never come to the comprehension of what eternal life in the body is. Hmm? He says, shame on you if you don't understand what it is to you, Joker. If I stayed, if I wanted him to remain until I come. Come on. God insists that we put on the new man and the new woman that is created in his own image on the sixth day. God created a spiritual body or a celestial body that is created without hands and made a terrestrial body or a natural body that was made without hands on the sixth day. In Genesis 26 and 27, 1, 26 and 27, God took the two images and the two likeness of himself and Christ and afterwards he created one new body from out of his own image huh? from those bodies that was made as a celestial and a terrestrial body or a spiritual or natural body on the sixth day that he created from his own image without hands then God rested on the seventh day and when all the hosts of the heavens and the earth was finished, Christ as the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground in, in Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground huh, and breathed into the nostrils the breath of eternal life and man became a living soul. Now when Christ breathe the breath of life, man was alive at that very moment. But when man became a living soul, Christ actually breathed the celestial body and the 
or the spiritual body and the terrestrial body or the natural body that God created from a body that is made without hands in God's own image on the sixth day into that body that was formed from the dust of the ground by Christ. Come on. Now you have a picture of God and Christ in a natural body that was made and formed from the earth. But you have to remember that this body that Christ or the Lord God formed from the earth had already death with darkness, void, emptiness before God restored the earth back to normal by saying, let there be light. So the body that Christ formed from the dust and made that the body that Christ formed and made from the dust of the ground on the seventh day, after, excuse me, after God had rested already, experienced the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, although this body that Christ formed and made from the dust of the ground had already experienced the knowledge of good and evil, God still allowed for his body, huh? This body Christ created, made from that Christ formed from the dust of the ground in his own image as a man that was created as a male and a female that was the body of God that was made without hands from the eternal glory and the eternal spirit of God or the house of God. Because we have to realize the container that he used in Genesis 2-7 was just a container to be used to put himself in. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So in 3.16, huh? in John 3.16, even the earth in the world come from believe, had to believe in everlasting life. So even the earth that the world come from or that the people come from, the earth before people became from out of it had to believe in eternal life. If we go back to Genesis 2-7 and revise it to match up and make sense like John 3-16, it would read like this. God so loved the earth in the beginning that he gave the earth himself and his son Christ as the beloved son of God, that if the earth believed in his son Christ, when he breathed the breath of eternal life into his nostrils, the earth will abide and live forever. How we know this? Because in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 4, one generation passed away and another generation come, but the earth shall live and abide forever. So when the earth was contaminated in Genesis 1-2, the earth had to be born again. So the earth was born again when Genesis in Genesis 2 and 3, the spirit of the heart, the spirit of God hovered. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. But the spirit of him and the promise of our Father and the spirit Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. So the water was there with the Spirit. Come on. And God says, let there be light to the earth. And the earth used the water. The water used the earth to baptize. 
But the Spirit of God used himself to restore back to earth so that he can create man from the dust of the ground in Genesis 2-7. Mm. So now, watch this, my brothers and sisters. In John chapter 3, verse 6, it says, Unless you see, you cannot see and come into the knowledge of the kingdom of God unless you are born by the water and the Spirit. So even the earth, Hey, glory, had to be born by the water and the spirit of God we found in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Hey, glory. My brothers and sisters, this is heavy. So even the earth is going to abide forever because the earth believed in the body of God that he created in his own image as a man, as a male and a female in a celestial or a terrestrial body. Come on. And a body that is made without hands. My brothers, are you getting this here? Because I'm really enjoying myself. I'm almost to the clothing. And I want you to realize that God is doing something special with us. And God wants us to know that he's doing a new thing. Because in the earthly realm, God blessed us according to the words of eternal life. And God wants us to know, I called us. I called you to this place. And God created man as a male and a female. God gave us his testimony. God commanded Christ to teach. God gave us the first oracles of God. I may not be the most eloquent speaker or come with the most or eloquent of speech, my brothers. And matter of fact, I come in the power and the wisdom of God. So if you can remove yourself from trying to understand how I speak and talk and just get into the word what God is speaking and saying in the teaching of Christ, you will be re rejuvenized. Revelation, you will be re revitalized. Huh? Because God wants his people to come into a place where they understand who he is as God. So in 1 Corinthians, when we find out we're dealing with a spiritual body and we're dealing with a terrestrial body and we're dealing with a, a celestial body as the spiritual and a terrestrial body as the earthly body. Let's see in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know and for we who can have the knowledge of God know that if our earthly house, this tent, is dissolved or destroyed, we have a building from God. God, a house from God not made with hands in the eternal. Now this scriptures or verse ties us into Ephesians chapter 4, excuse me, 24, and that you and I put on the new man or the new woman which is created according to God in righteousness or in eternal life or in true holiness, or in the Spirit of God. This is the body that we are putting on that God wants you and I to be in. Huh? So my brothers and sisters, if Ephesians is not teaching us something, so therefore, and furthermore, you have to understand that being in the spirit of your mind, being renewed, has everything to do with putting on a body that is made and created of God as a male and a female. 
Why? Because God desire, huh? His God testimony, his God promises, which that he has given us eternal life, has tied us back to Genesis 1, 26 and 27. This is why we should put on the new man and the new woman of God, which is the body and the house of God that's made with our hands in the image of him and his son Christ. Say glory. Why is this important? This is important, my brothers and sisters, uh, because God says in Ephesians, in Genesis 3.22, we talked about this in the last, in the last episode, in 3.22, then the Lord God who is Christ said, behold, the man and the woman who put on the new man and the new woman in the image of God and the image of Christ, uh, huh, and the new house and the new glory and the new body, huh, the new glory and the new house of God that's made without hands has become like one of us. Glory. Look what it says. If you put this on, you have become like one of us. And if they continue to eat from the tree of eternal life, they will live forever. Man living forever. God been teaching Genesis, uh, Gen- John, John 6, 48, 49, that if you eat of this bread, you shall live forever and not die. He was teaching that way in Genesis. See, Enoch caught a hold of that. Come on. God created man as a male and a female in his own image. And on the sixth day, when God did this, the body that made, that the body God made and created showed up again in John. Chapter 20, verse 19 and 20. After the third day, Christ rose from the dead. After the third day, then on the same day of the evening, being in the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of uh, the fear of the Jews, Christ came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. He explains in Luke 39 about the celestial and the terrestrial body does the same thing in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. In Genesis 1, 1, that God created it from out of the heavens and the earth are the celestial body and the terrestrial body is the same body we see here in Luke, Luke chapter 24, verse 39. Behold my hands and my feet. That is, I myself hinder me and see for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. See, flesh and bones was way in the beginning when God made a man out of the image of himself. When God made a man out of the image of Christ. When God made a man in his own image as a male and a female. Put on the new man and the new image of God who made what he made without hands on the sixth day. Because we are dealing with the sixth day, my brothers and sisters. This is why it's so important to know why he came through the doors that were shut. Because the spirit and the spirit and bones does not have flesh like you see me. 
This is the body of Christ and Jesus that has been made without hands from God when he raised them from the, from the dead. This body came through the doors that were shut. Remember, God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. So Jesus' body came into the earth as a natural body or a terrestrial body from the earth. Why? Because there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Huh? 1 Corinthians 15, 26, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterwards the spiritual. These are the two bodies that has become one body and came through the doors that were shut after it was raised from the dead on the third day. He was in a natural body, fleshly body, and in a spiritual body, just as we saw in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And this body that Christ and Jesus is in, that God made in form from his image and in his likeness in Christ image and in Christ's likeness on the sixth day in a body that was made without hands that God made from the earth. From out of Genesis 1-1 and in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. This is a picture of Christ and Jesus coming through the doors that is shut in John 20 verse 19. It is tied to Genesis 1.26, but when Christ ascended back to God after teaching on eternal life and God's eternal glory, he promised to come back as the promise of our Father. Now in Luke 24, uh, 49, Christ was teaching on his, on his 40th day in the earth and ascended back to God because the scriptures had to be fulfilled. In Genesis 1.27, God created man as a male and a female in his own image on the sixth day. So in Luke 24.49, behold, I will send the promise of my father upon you, tarry here in the city of Jerusalem, the city of New York, the city of Georgia, the city of Texas, the city of California, the city of Mississippi, the city of Iowa, the city of Washington, the city city of Dakota, the city of Canada, the city of Israel, the city of Jerusalem. He says, wait and tarry because you shall be endowed with power from on high. This is a picture of the fullness of the Godhead as we learn about in Genesis 1.27. This is the same body God created as man, as a male and a female in a body or a house that was built and made and created without hands by God on the sixth day. John 20.29, Christ says to the doubting Thomas, he says, you believe in this body because you see it. And he says, blessed is he, blessed is she who has never seen, has never touched this body, this body that came through the doors that was shut. He has never touched flesh and blood that came through the doors that was shut. Has never touched the body that was created from the dust of the ground that came through the spirit of God when he breathed the breath of life in them and they became a living soul. The body that he made on the sixth day. And he says, the body that he made on the seventh day. I'm going to transition it to go through the process. 
process of what I needed because I give it a body as a seed as it pleases me. So God says, I want you to know. Now God tells us to put it on. Hey, glory. The new man. Hey, that's made without hand. The new woman. Put it on. Now God is telling Christians and believers. All over this world, global, all the, all the 45,000 different denominations and the two, the two billion Christians around the world to put on the new man and the new woman. God is telling us to put on the new body and the new house of God that is made without hands. He created male on the sixth day. Come on, in his own image, after his own likeness, from a natural body and his spiritual body, huh, that will live forever and not die because I have no pleasure in the one who died. I am your God and you are my people. I have promised you eternal life. I give it to you as a gift because the gift of God is eternal life. And let no one cheat you out of your reward. God created man and created male and a female in his own image. Put on the new man, the new man and the new woman in the creation of God. This is the testimony of God. God commanded Christ to teach about the glory of God on the sixth day of the body that was made without hands in his own image, our glory, as a male and a female, huh? so that they will not die and declare the works of God. He performed in the beginning on the sixth day, and after he finished what he had done, God rested on the seventh day. So now there is a rest for the people of God who believe in eternal life and that they will live forever and not die. There is a rest for the people of God because God created the glory of himself on the sixth day as a male and a female in his own image. Our glory. We think it's not robbery to be equal with God because we've been formed in the image and the likeness of God and as a male and a female he says I have given you a body. Hey glory. That is made without hands. This is the Promise of Our Father podcast ministry, and this is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live. We want to thank God for all the blessings that he bestowed. My brothers, we're going to be teaching messages just like this. And I pray that you don't let what I speak and say in error. <clears throat> and as I get better over the, over the air and continue to pray for the ministry, that we get the technology and everything that we need to do this ministry. But I just want to thank God for blessing us, even where we are at. If you're listening to this podcast, to listen to it for the knowledge of God, you're in a great place because he's going to take you to different dimensions and he's going to bless you like never before because he's going to bless you with a body that is made without hands, huh? that is in his own image. Don't you want to look like God? Put on the new man, put on the new woman that is of God, that he created according to his likeness, according to the sixth day after he rested on the seventh day. Put on the new man and the new woman of God. This is Pastor Lee coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to thank you here at the Promise of Our Father podcast, and we'll be coming back to you very soon. Amen. May God bless you. You and your family forever.